Good morning and welcome to Walking with Jesus Through the Word, one chapter per day. I'm Pastor Jason Van Bemmel from Forest Hill Presbyterian Church, and we've come now to day 175, which is Leviticus 23. Now, by the time this is releasing and you're watching this, I'm already on my way back from General Assembly, but uh, decided while I was on vacation at the lake house to record several extra daily devotionals so that I wouldn't have to worry about having to figure out how to record those during General Assembly. So we're in Leviticus 23 today, day 175 of our three-year journey through God's Word. Let's pray together. Father, thank you so much for a beautiful morning. Thank you for your Word, which is always beautiful. It is uh, full of Christ, even the parts that are difficult to understand or thorny or confrontational, challenging to us, the parts that are full of uh, bloody details, uh, they are all showing us who you are, who we are, and how Christ is everything for us. And so, Father, show us Christ again today, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Okay, Leviticus chapter 23. The Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Speak to the people of Israel and say to them, These are the appointed feasts of the Lord that you shall proclaim as holy convocations. They are my appointed feasts. Six days shall work be done, but on the seventh day is a Sabbath of solemn rest, a holy convocation. You shall do no work. It is a Sabbath to the Lord in all your dwelling places. These are the appointed feasts of the Lord, the holy convocations, which you shall proclaim at the time appointed for them. In the first month, on the fourteenth day of the month, at twilight, is the Lord's Passover. And on the fifteenth day of the same month is the Feast of Unleavened Bread to the Lord. For seven days you shall eat unleavened bread. On the first day you shall have a holy convocation. You shall not do any ordinary work, but you shall present a food offering to the Lord for seven days. On the seventh day is a holy convocation. You shall not do any ordinary work. And the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Speak to the people of Israel and say to them, When you come into the land I give you and reap its harvest, you shall bring the sheaf of the first fruits of your harvest to the priest, and he shall wave the sheaf before the Lord, so that you may be accepted. On the day after the Sabbath, the priest shall wave it. And on the day when you wave the sheaf, you shall offer a male lamb, a year old, without blemish, as a burnt offering to the Lord. And the grain offering with it shall be two-tenths of an ephah of fine flour mixed with oil, a food offering to the Lord with a pleasing aroma. And the drink offering with it shall be of wine, a fourth of a hin, and you shall eat neither bread nor grain, parched or fresh, until this same day, until you have brought your offering, the offering of your God. It is a statute forever throughout your generations in all your dwellings." You shall count seven full weeks from the day after the Sabbath, from the day that you brought the sheaf of the wave offering. You shall count 50 days to the day after the seventh Sabbath. Then you shall present a grain offering of new grain to the Lord. You shall also bring from your dwelling places two loaves of bread to be waved, made of two-tenths of an ephah, they shall be of fine flour, 
and they shall be baked with leaven as first fruits to the Lord. And you shall present with the bread seven lambs a year old without blemish, and one bull from the herd and two rams. They shall be a burnt offering to the Lord with their grain offering and their drink offerings, a food offering with a pleasing aroma to the Lord. And you shall offer one male goat for a sin offering and two male lambs a year old as a sacrifice of peace offerings. And the priest shall wave them with the bread of the first fruits as a wave offering before the Lord with the two male lambs. They shall be holy to the Lord for the priest. And you shall make a proclamation on the same day. You shall hold a holy convocation. You shall not do any ordinary work. It is a statute forever in all your dwelling places throughout your generations. And when you reap the harvest of your land, you shall not reap your field right up to the edge, nor shall you gather the gleanings after your harvest. You shall leave them for the poor and the sojourner. I am the Lord your God. And the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Speak to the people of Israel, saying, In the seventh month, on the first day of the month, you shall observe a day of solemn rest, a memorial proclaimed with blast of trumpets, a holy convocation. You shall not do any ordinary work, and you shall present a food offering to the Lord. And the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Now on the tenth day of this seventh month, is the day of atonement. It shall be for you a time of holy convocation, and you shall afflict yourselves and present a food offering to the Lord. And you shall not do any work on that very day, for it is a day of atonement, to make atonement for you before the Lord your God. For whoever is not afflicted on that very day shall be cut off from his people, and whoever does any work on that very day, that person I will destroy from among his people. You shall not do any work. It is a statute forever throughout your generations in all your dwelling places. It shall be to you a Sabbath of solemn rest, and you shall afflict yourselves. On the ninth day of the month, beginning at evening, from evening to evening, shall you keep your Sabbath. And the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Speak to the people of Israel, saying, On the fifteenth day of the seventh month, of this seventh month, and for seven days is the Feast of Booths to the Lord. On the first day shall be a holy convocation. You shall not do any ordinary work. For seven days you shall present food offerings to the Lord. On the eighth day you shall hold a holy convocation and present a food offering to the Lord. It is a solemn assembly. You shall not do any work. These are the appointed feasts of the Lord which you shall proclaim as times of holy convocation for presenting to the Lord food offerings, burnt offerings, and grain offerings, sacrifices, and drink offerings, each on its proper day, besides the Lord's Sabbaths, and besides your gifts, and besides all your vow offerings, and besides all your freewill offerings, which you give to the Lord. On the fifteenth day of the seventh month, when you have gathered in the produce of the land, you shall celebrate the feast of the Lord seven days. On the first day shall be a solemn rest, and on the eighth day shall be a solemn rest. And you shall take on the first day the fruit of splendid trees, branches of palm trees, and boughs of leafy trees, and willows of the brook. And you shall rejoice before the Lord your God seven days. 
You shall celebrate it as a feast to the Lord for seven days in the year. It is a statute forever. Throughout your generations, you shall celebrate it in the seventh month. You shall dwell in booths for seven days. All native Israelites shall dwell in booths that your generations may know that I made the people of Israel dwell in booths when I brought them out of the land of Egypt. I am the Lord your God. Thus Moses declared to the people of Israel the appointed feasts of the Lord. That's Leviticus 23 in the ESV. So we have here the three major feast festivals that God gives to his people. The first, connected with the Passover, is the Feast of Unleavened Bread. So there's the Passover which looks back on their deliverance out of Egypt with the blood of the lamb, the Passover lamb would be slain, and then they eat unleavened bread for seven days, both to remember that the people of Israel had to hasten in their exodus from Egypt. They did not have time for their bread to rise, but also as a sign that they're purging their lives of all influence from the world. And so unleavened becomes a sign of, of the, the lack of this influence. It, leaven is a, is a symbol in the Bible for, for an influence that something might have over something larger. So that happens, the Feast of Passover. Jesus offered up his life as our Passover lamb at the Feast of Passover. And the Gospels make this abundantly clear, that it was deliberate, because Jesus, our Passover lamb, has been sacrificed for us. If his blood covers us, then the wrath of God passes over us, and we are saved. We are in Christ, our Passover lamb. The second major feast happens 50 days later. Seven full weeks plus a day, 50 days from Passover, Feast of Unleavened Bread, to Pentecost. Now, the term Pentecost is not used here, but that's what it is. And this Pentecost is the idea of 50 days. And what Pentecost is, is it's the Feast of the First Ingathering. So the first harvest, uh, the first fruits harvest to the Lord. Israel being an agricultural culture, uh, needing seasonal rains and having early rains that fall in the spring and then latter rains that fall in the fall. You have the harvest from the early rains that's presented at Pentecost. You have the harvest from the latter rains that's presented at the Feast of Tabernacles. This one, Pentecost, of course, we know was the day when Peter stood up in Acts 2 and he preached the gospel and the first fruits, the first major harvest into the church of 3,000 souls were added to their number on that day. Now, there was a, a smaller uh, in-gathering of about 120 before Pentecost, and we see this on uh, symbolized in this Passover, that they do bring some of this very initial um, grain into uh, the presence of the Lord, and that's the 120 disciples or so. But this first in-gathering, the 3,000, it happens on Pentecost, which is the feast of the first in-gathering. And it's a, it's a feast. It's a joyful time. So Passover is a little bit more solemn because uh, it's a reminder of 
God's deliverance, and it's also a picture of Christ's deliverance on the cross. This is a joyful time, a time of harvest, a time of celebration, and that's what Pentecost was. And then you had a third, which was months later, uh, in the seventh month, where you have you have trumpets, and then you have Day of Atonement, and then you have the Feast of Booths. So when the harvest, this is the final harvest, and so there's going to be months off during the sort of winter months when they're not going to be, uh, you know, having this uh, harvest time. So this is, uh, you know, roughly corresponding to like our Thanksgiving celebration as a final harvest time, harvest celebration. But it, it is a celebration of, of how good God has been. And in the, in the middle of that month, on the 10th day, you have the Day of Atonement, which is a somber reminder of their sin and of their need for atonement, which, of course, Christ accomplished uh, at his atonement. But overall, what this is a final ingathering. And so many scholars have said, well, this final feast of the Jews will be fulfilled when Jesus comes again and does the final ingathering. Now, some people have taken that and have speculated that, well, when Jesus comes again, it's going to have to be in the fall. It's going to be September, October, November. You know, the Jewish calendar is a lunar calendar, so it doesn't quite line up with ours. You may notice that Passover and Hanukkah change every year um, because of the fact that it's a lunar calendar. So they say, well, it's going to happen sometime in that September, October, November day, whenever, whenever Tabernacles is, like right after Yom Kippur. So many people speculated that Jesus will come again right after Yom Kippur, which is when the Feast of Booths, the Feast of Final Ingathering, uh, happens. But that's not necessarily going to happen because Jesus has said, no one may know the day or the hour. Now, it is true. Jesus offered up his life on Passover. And it is true. God brought in the first ingathering into the church on Pentecost. But that doesn't mean that Jesus is going to come again on tabernacles. When he comes again, it will be the fulfillment of tabernacles. We will be gathered in and we'll be with the Lord forever. But because Jesus said no one may know the day or the hour, it is presumptuous then to say, well, he must come back right after Yom Kippur, you know, in the fall season, in the time of the Feast of Booths. But nonetheless, what we have here is a wonderful picture through these three festivals. And these are three times a year when all God's people would go to Jerusalem, would go to the temple. Before that, they would go to the tabernacle and they would gather and they would celebrate. And those three major feasts, festivals, are fulfilled by Christ in the Passover, in the Pentecost, and it will be fulfilled in the ingathering at the Feast of Booths, when the trumpet sounds. You see that it's even that association with trumpets that sound when Christ comes again. Isn't it wonderful how Christ is shown to us throughout the Old Testament in every detail points us to our Savior? Let's pray. Father, thank you for your word. Thank you for your Son, who is the fulfillment of your word. Father, help us to trust in Jesus and to rejoice that our sins are covered and that we are part of your people who are being gathered in from every tribe, tongue, people, and nation, even as we look forward to that day when the final ingathering will happen and Jesus will come again and our hearts cry, come quickly, Lord Jesus. We love you and we long to see you. We pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, tomorrow, Lord willing, we will be continuing right on in Leviticus, going on to chapter 24. Hope you can join us for that. And I hope you have a blessed day in the Lord. Thank you.